0: Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. What up, High Fivers, your boy, Hi Five Tom, and uh, per the usual, like I always like to say, I find myself saying that, got my good friend Will here on the other side of the country. Will, how are you this evening? Damn, we're back here again so soon. I know it's, it's it just it. My will it seems like I just saw you? Um, yeah, <laughs> we were here. Well, high fivers, I'm gonna break down the fourth wall. Um, your boy high five Tom will be unplugging from the matrix on Friday, so Will and I are recording two weeks worth of episodes in the same day. But this is gonna come out uh the usual Saturday, so it's not gonna come out you know two episodes. Um, so, well, I'm not going to ask Will how, um, you know, the, the wrestling show he went to was cause he hasn't been there yet. So I'm just going to break down the fourth wall for everybody. So.
1: So you're welcome from, you know, to future listeners for yeah. the, the two concise episodes It doesn't <laughs> have a uh, four or
0: five breaks and, uh, in between. Um, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, at this time I will be, uh, in the mountains of Idaho, enjoying a great time with, uh, well, with my family, but with my wife, seeing old friends, uh, getting some fresh air, getting some mountain time. Um, that sounds nice. Yeah. Um, we're looking forward to it. So, unfortunately, the moons aren't going to line up. Uh, we'll be about a half moon, so we'll get some stars. So, out there, it's really cool to either have a full moon or uh, no moon, but, um, yeah. Well, yeah, because where I lived was actually, it's, um, are you much of a star guy, Will? Like, the nice guy at all? I'm a mark for shit like that, so. Uh, no.
1: I used to be a mark for a sexy star until, uh, you know.
0: Yeah, well. All breaking people's arms
1: shit happened, but.
0: Yeah, on purpose. Um, but, uh, yeah, where I used to live out in Idaho at Redfish Lake Lodge um, was actually the town of Stanley, and there's a big, it's called the National Dark Sky Reserve. So they have like actual legislation where you can only use certain lights. Uh the lights have to be pointing down. Um, it's pretty epic. So, you know, and uh you can go back to listen to a couple of our podcasts, and I've I've had some very interesting experiences with that. But once again, it's the ring of honor podcast, Will. I don't know if you knew that or not. So
1: Damn, I, I was hoping to talk about something else for once, but I guess we could talk about Ring
0: of Honor. Um but we'll uh well, we're gonna start off like we always do. Well, I shouldn't say like we always, but we started to do with this week's question of dishonor from our good boy, our good friend Brendan, uh friend of the show, pretty much the third Reveler. Uh, but his question is what 2012 Ring of Honor star would you like to team with the current Ring of Honor star? And my first pick for some odd reason was Sarah Del Rey and Serena Deeb. Talk about a technical fucking beast of a team, that would be. That'd be great. Um, obviously, I'm going through since bias because Sarah Del Rey just popped up on TV. Have,
1: uh, uh, have they teamed before?
0: In I like don't Denver know. Or something like that? Because, I mean, I, I, that's a believable team. I, I would be shocked if they haven't, to be honest with you. Uh, maybe even in Ring of Honor. I think Serena Deeb came through, I think, maybe. Um, I don't know. I'll do some digging. I'll have to reach out to Kyle Park. Shout out the Code of Honor podcast. Um, but the other one, so I don't know if this person is currently a Ring of Honor star or not. So by, well, by current, I just went with uh, people that were on the roster when I was at Final Battle 2021, because we're not sure what's going on forward. Um, but actually, this person wasn't even on the roster at this point. But I've got Kyle O'Reilly and Daniel Garcia. I can see it. It's a hell of a team. Yeah. And then I've got one more, um, which kind of came up with our conversation um, last week um, or 15 minutes ago. But this would be fucking magic, Will. Just imagine we get Kevin Steen, Ring of Honor World Champion, cutting promos from hell, team him up with. That's right. That bozo! Imagine Brian Johnson. Oh man,
1: that's that's got this town ain't big enough for the two of us. Vibes written all over it, Tom.
0: Yep, you could have
1: them. A- could could the Mecca share the stage with somebody as an equal in a tag team? I don't know.
0: Um, it would be fun to watch them tag and then watch them implode. So, did you have any? Listen, I say currently. like I said, anyone that's appeared on Ring of Honor. Right, the,
1: the, the, the list of current Ring of Honor talent feels very small, and a lot of them are already in tag teams. Yeah. So I guess if I could pull somebody from kind of what we're watching right now, to be with a... Uh, Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. Like, I – I don't know, Tom. All right. That's what I mean, just, there's nothing wrong with that, so.
0: Um, Sorry, Brendan. Sorry that's not a, a, a good answer to your question. Well, we've got a lot to come over. I'm sure some will probably pop up. Uh, but I did send you Brendan's response. Uh, but his pick was El Generico and Dragon Lee. Love that pick. The fast tag team. Um, and dude, like I said, you know, it writes itself. Dragon Lee in orphanage in Mexico, who was his mentor. It said orphanage. El Generico. It writes
1: itself. That'd be awesome. I really want to see this actually happen. I really, really do. So, although it's not going to
0: happen until 2023, but you know, so. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. So, Brundon, thank you, as always, for your questions of dishonor. Uh, We look forward in, well, two weeks as we're recording uh, to your next one. So, appreciate you, brother. Appreciate all the help. And then, uh, Will, let's go on to uh, Ringwater TV. Episode 47, original air date, August 11th,
1: 2012. Damn, same day they're having Boiling Point. Yeah. So as this is airing on TV, they're in Providence, Rhode Island, beating the piss out of each other.
0: Well, okay. shucks. Do you have any idea roughly what you're doing on August 11, 2012?
1: August 11th 2012. It would have been the summer after my... So, I would have been uh, reeling from my college closing. That's right. I forgot about that. My, uh, my The college I started at closed over the summer between my junior and senior years of college. So, now, I don't remember. Did any of those credits transfer anywhere? Oh, they all did. Okay. They all did because, um, of course, now the school that. I went to, I think now like kind of like sold or merged. So technically the school I graduated from doesn't, as it was, doesn't exist anymore either. But uh, yeah, when uh, Chester College of New England closed, uh, the Institute of Art in Manchester had a creative writing minor. They didn't have a major. So they took, they made an offer to take all the students. They hired pretty much all the faculty, the full-time faculty anyway. Yeah. So uh and just because of the way everything kinda of went down, I mean they offered to take all all the students from the school. It wasn't a perfectly neat transition. Because like they had like a graphic design program. Yeah. But it wasn't that old. So we had all these like it was only like two years old, so then you have senior graphic design students in where they don't have a curriculum for their fourth-year design program yet because their design program wasn't to that point yet. Yeah. Whereas the writing faculty, it's just like, all right, we're just going to keep doing the stuff we are doing beforehand. So most of the most of the students affected ended up finishing up their degrees there. I mean, they offered to, to meet all the financial aid and whatnot stuff like that. Handful of students didn't want to go there. They followed other faculty or just decided, you know what, I'm not gonna I'm over it. Yeah. Depending on how far in they were, you know, some of the younger students just said, you know what, I'm not I'm I'm done, I'm gonna go home, figure this out. Hmm. But yeah. That's uh that's kind of where I would have been at.
0: Interesting. Interesting,
1: so I don't think I had started working at BJ's yet, because I think I started doing that closer to the end of the summer.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I was—I uh, was still a deck collector, saving money up for my trip to South America. So this is also right around a very awesome Milwaukee Brewers listening experience. Um, so I'm assuming obviously I know you're not a big baseball fan, but you at least knew who Bob Euchre is, right? No. I did not really follow sports at all
1: until kind of after college. Uh, I and even still I don't really keep up with Lassa. Like the well, name
0: sounds familiar, but I couldn't tell you. Um, well, Bob Bucher is the very uh, the legendary Milwaukee Brewers radio announcer. Uh, he's been doing it for, I think we're at 53 years. Um, but Bob Bucher likes to party, uh, likes to enjoy his alcohol. Um, he's really good friends with Bob Costas, who also likes to par- drink alcohol. Uh, but they had dedicated a statue at Miller Park uh, to Bob Bucher. So all his friends were there. Uh, lots of drinks were flowing, uh, but they still had to call a game. And these guys were wasted. Um, it was awesome. Um, like the TV guys went on the radio, the radio guys went on TV. Um, the Andy Reds TV guys showed up on the Milwaukee Brewers Radio. Um, these guys were all just three, it was it was a lot of fun. So even if you're not a big baseball fan,
1: um seriously, so so this is something maybe to try to track down the
0: audio little? Hear these. it it would be really cool. Um, yeah, I should I have never actually tried so it was August of 2012, so I'm not sure if it was wrong this date or not, but um, but yeah, but Will, this is uh, but yeah, we've got some Ring of Honor TV, um, and we start off with a review of Kyle O'Reilly, um, talking about Stevie, um, stabbing, uh, stabbing Davy Richards in the eye. Um, yeah, will we next. Oh, I'm sorry,
1: I don't, I don't mean to uh derailed the show but not a uh, oh never mind this is not because Aaron who the guy in your shirts Aaron
0: Mercer right Jaden Mercer
1: uh, so I just thought about this match I was Aaron Mercer and I thought it was that guy's Oh, your boys in a match but no this is Aaron Mercer mm. my bad I derailed the show for nothing but that's what people really listen to this
0: for What's uh, what's what's Aaron Mercer doing?
1: He's going to be wrestling uh, Mysterious Hugh hmm. at the next New Texas Pro. Oh,
0: that's cool. Um, yeah, I'd be impressed. Actually, my boy Jay, he's just doing Wisconsin. I'm hoping to get him out in the ball here and there. So, um, well, he's getting the the Milwaukee Tom Rub. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you you know everybody everywhere. So, I I, I wouldn't go that far, but um aaw does need to book masha Slamovich's boyfriend akira on their show but i will deal with that later um, was great. yeah um i just saw him yeah i said yeah he was yeah actually eric dillinger upset him in the second round spoiler alert so he was my pick to win the insane eight this year but um but yeah masha Slamovich is actually making her aaw debut september 1st and uh hi five, Tom, and fist fist pump. Faith will be in attendance, and hopefully, uh, my new friend Mike's gonna be in attendance. So he should be.
1: Um, he's, he's ready and raring to go. He's getting very he's getting very into the wrestling. So you'll look you love to see it.
0: Nice. Um, yeah, I might have some. Um, oh, yeah. I'll, well, once he texts me, I'll hook him up with some stuff too. So um, yeah, our first match. The will as well. I mean, Kyle O'Reilly comes out with that classic, you know, dragon music. Um, so I love that
1: song.
0: Yeah. And uh, he just keeps telling everybody he didn't tap. He, he,
1: just, he, he didn't tap out. He was just slamming his hand on the ground.
0: He's trying to get blood in, you know, He's like it was a, an injured area, trying to get blood in there. So, um, however, Will, who was Kyle O'Reilly's opponent this week? It was Matt Taven. And he looked good. Yeah, um, I mean, he's had plenty of
1: time to get some some reps in, get some time at the gym. Haven't seen him in a while, so.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously Kyle O'Reilly is, I mean, dude's amazing. Um, but, yeah, you really get to see a glimpse here of what, what's going to make Taven star in the future. Um, that was pretty awesome. So, um, quick match. I mean, I mean, I shouldn't say quick match. It was a fun match. You know, Kyle O'Reilly does... It was a fairly time. quick match, though. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, but he's got more time than he had recently besides wrestling Mike Mondo. Um, but in the end, you know, Taven comes off top rope, uh, but Kyle O'Reilly weathers the transition to an armbar arm for the submission. A smooth move. Classic Kyle O'Reilly. Um, you know, he holds it on just a little bit longer, so... Um, Kyle O'Reilly's starting to develop into his little shit heel character, so... Um, but yeah, and then we get Kevin Kelly and Nigel kind of talking. Um, we haven't heard from David Richards since he lost Will. No, he's taking some time away. I hope he's okay. He's probably starting that doctorate. Uh, could be. Um, yeah, because he's a legit doctor. So. Um, and I will see him September 1st, too. And I might see him in St. Louis. So any chance you want to fly to St. Louis on October 22nd, Will? We'll see. Okay.
1: I don't gotcha. want to say no to me. Who knows? Who knows what life's going to take me, Tom? That's true. I I could be in a padded room by then.
0: We don't know. Yeah, I mean, as long as I got Wi-Fi and a laptop for it. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Right? They got it. they got to hold it up to like the the, the bars in <laughs> front. It's like, well, did you watch Ring of Honor this week? No, Tom.
0: Uh <laughs> <sighs> that's funny. Um. Yes, yeah, so and we get a quick clip here of Adam Cole. And, um, you know, Will, he's going to defend that TV title at Death Before his Honor with
1: pride. Yes, he's got the belt. They're showing him with the belt now.
0: He's got his couple stitches yeah. on, on the lip. You know, so, um, you know, Adam Cole, uh, promos aren't a strong suit at this point. You know, it's going to be something just going to work on.
1: Because he's not Adam Cole, baby, yet. He's just yeah. Adam Cole.
0: Well, yeah, and half the match with Kyle O'Reilly, all they talked about was how Adam Cole won that match, so. Yeah. You know, and deservedly so. Um, uh, next week, uh, probably my shortest notes ever. Uh Rhino destroys Todd Sopel.
1: Manchester, New Hampshire's own Todd so Is he really? That's what they said, yeah. Oh, I didn't actually. I didn't catch that.
0: So I didn't. Uh, I didn't like Google them or anything. So I don't know. I could. Sopel has a. He's got an IMDb. I guess he's on a TV show and in, in this. So. Thanks uh, for coming, kid. Yeah.
1: But to your point, you made. Uh, this might be a couple weeks ago, but Ring of Honor, even the uh, you know the jobber talent, they get their entrances, they get to come out, they get an announcement. Yeah, they don't just get kind of plunked in the rain. It's like, oh, and over here, we got this guy.
0: Yeah, and he's facing a very motivated Rhino, so it was kind of cool to see. But um, uh, because
1: they're they're playing up on commentary, a lot of people want shots. Kevin Steen
0: Rhino hasn't won anything. Well, he hasn't beaten anybody. this, you know, so I
1: mean, Rhino wants a shot. I think. They point out that Jay Lethal said he's want a sh- he wants a shot. Uh, I mean, why wouldn't you? Every match is a title match, so, I
0: mean, who, who wouldn't want? Well, some take, yeah. Oh, Kenny King. I Kenny think. King, yeah. Obviously, that's not going to work out, at least for the foreseeable future. No. <sighs> um, actually, to pull a curtain back, I don't think he was gone that long. I think he was back within a couple of years. Um. And, Will, I know this is super, super random, but you said you've been watching a solid chunk of the G1?
1: So I watched I watched what I could of the block matches that aired yesterday. Was there a huge upset yesterday? I wouldn't say there was any upsets yesterday. Uh, main event was a great match. It was uh, David Finley, Will Ospreay.
0: Okay, so he didn't
1: beat Osprey then, huh? He didn't beat Osprey. Osprey got his U.S. title belt back.
0: Okay, but I don't,
1: I don't know if you've been following that story where it's Osprey's belt, but like Juice had it. Uh, yeah. Then David Finley beat Juice, and then he just took the belt. It wasn't like for the title because Juice doesn't even officially have the title. Yeah. But like Osprey came down to the ring, like he took the jacket off on the ramp, put his other title down on the ramp, and just like straight in. You know, David Finley is having a hell of a showing this year.
0: That's what I've been hearing. So, I mean,
1: it, I know this is the Ring of Honor podcast, but as far as block matches from yesterday, David Finley and Ospreay was really good. The other matches didn't really, well. Not really a whole lot.
0: As long as Jeff Cobb's winning, it's all matters. So,
1: uh, Jeff Cobb did win his uh, His team, did win the match to, to open the show. Nice. Jeff Cobb and Hanare, who's also having a killer show in the G1 this year. Nice. Against uh, Jonah and Badu Tito. Oh, wow. Hmm. There's a lot of, of horses in that match. That's a block of fucking horses, though. Jesus. And uh, I will say the highlight, other than Osprey Finley, was uh, Lance Archer. Color commentary with Kevin Kelly. They talked about eating the raw horse. Did they really? They mentioned uh, Shelton Benjamin. They talked about how... I remember exactly who's talking about that. He's got beef with them because they prefer the in and out over Whataburger or whatever. Huh. But you know, they, they talked they brought up AEW a lot because they talked about how, uh, during uh, Godot's match, yeah, about being AEW champion, Archer's like, Well, that's interesting because you know, he's not, they're you know, like, Oh, well, if there's a forbidden door, too, and it's like, you guys are probably going to do something again at some point,
0: interesting. Okay, I know I kind of derailed that, so. No. Uh, sorry right. there, there has been
1: some, some surprises up to this point. Like, I have not been keeping up with the G1, but they had matches taped yesterday. I had some time today. I watched the best I could with the means I have to watch it and how those devices perform when I'm actually trying to to use them, so I mean, at least my login for New Japan World works.
0: Yeah, yeah, at least got that far. So,
1: <sighs> just yells at me to update my passwords. It's like that's eh, <laughs> all
0: right. Well, next we've got a fun tag team match. I am hoping you were excited for this, um, but we get Strong and elegant versus. Drum roll, please. The Broke
1: Brothers—they're making a triumphant return from Japan. Even though I feel like they were back from Japan like over a month ago.
0: Well, maybe a month. Yeah, yeah. who knows? Um, yeah, Kevin Kelly and I put off put over huge. You know how good they've looked since they came back from Japan. The whole kick boodle Um You know, early on the match, obviously, Roderick Strong, you know, tags himself in, all this other stuff, At the end of the match, will Roddy's going for the tag? Elgin tells him,
1: "Yeah, Elgin stretching his leg on the on the
0: uh, on the apron there.
1: He's going to walk it off. He's not quite ready to get back in the ring."
0: Then one of the Bravado brothers rolls up the former television champion for a super strong pin. So. Packs in the House of Truth get bigger and bigger. Um, once again, short match. I mean, it's TV time and everything. But Bravados look solid. They're there. They they look
1: in great shape. Um, and now,
0: since they've been back from
1: Japan, they're they're two and zero in their last appearances for Ring of Honor.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it's that's a lot quicker than I think. It probably took them three years to get two wins. You know, last time around. So. But uh, yeah, then we just get. Um, I don't even know if it was inside the Ring of Honor, but make a long story short, the Briscoes are coming for House of Truth. going um, can find that address,
1: right? And they point out it's like elegant. You kept your nose out of the, the business, you know, respect. But what's you doing? And so you're you're still you're still a House of Truth guy, so yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, and then we go to our main event, Will. Another big main event here, we've got the All Night Express and Jay Lethal uh, versus the Triumvirate of Evil of Kevin Steen, uh, Jimmy Jacobs, and Steve Carino.
1: The the Evil branding felt a little abrupt because they really hadn't brought that up beforehand, but now they're coming out with like the Evil shirts, and they're calling them, like, oh,
0: they're evil. And Kevin but- Steen Evil. not going to complain. Yeah. Um, Start off the match. I did uh, I did have to crack up at Kevin Steen's cocky asshole um, Code of Honor to Kenny King. Are you? Awesome. Guy's a fucking national treasure. That's the bottom line. The Code of
1: Honor is such, it could be such a fun thing. Like just what we've seen, like, seen doing this. The Young Bucks only shake hands with each other. Yeah. Like it, it opens up so much for like little character things.
0: Yeah. Ryan only shakes people if they've got $100 bills in their hands. You yeah. know, Truth Martinez says only shake somebody's hand if you know you're going to win. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Um, You know, and I had to chuckle here because Kevin Kelly says, you know, the action's hot here on this hot August night. And I'm like, Really? Kevin Kelly, you taped us in June, but, you know, it is what it
1: is. You know, it's going to be a pain in the ass for them to keep track of, too. Yeah. I hope they at least tape it in order, if that makes sense. I would assume they do. They, they might do some of the commentary
0: post. After? After. Um, it sounds like they're there. I don't know. It could be, but... You know what I
1: mean? Because, like, they're always, I mean, credit to them. They all, they're good about keeping the date straight, and they don't really let the yeah they don't let it slip that you know unless they have it like in front of them. It's like, oh, we're it's August 11th, or it's this date, or it's yeah. Well, I mean.
0: If you're going to do that, you probably shouldn't have a guy dressed up as Jushin Thunder Legger in a front row for six weeks in a row, so... Or the, the Ninja Turtle mask guy who with the shirt says, I love Asian women. Oh, my. I saw that, too. I was like, wow. What a, what a sign of the times. Man, but you Carla Anderson was happy with that, so... Um, fun match. Yeah. Once again, you know, not a lot of time. They only got ten minutes for this match. Um, it's all they need to win, though. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, end of the match... Uh, I just thought this is kind of weird. Lethal takes three big moves, including a big splash from Steen off the top rope. Uh, but then Jimmy Jacobs gets a spike, but he's Lethal kick, uh or kick to the face from Lethal, and Lethal gets the lethal injection for one, two, three. Um, kind of an odd ending. I don't know where they're going. I mean, are they? Maybe they're pushing Jay Lethal for the world title. You know, I mean, still a few- yeah, trying to trying to bump him up out of that TV title scene. You know, it does seem that Jimmy Jacobs is here to eat all these pins, but could have been Carino, yeah. So, um, a quick, you know, a, a fun, quick episode. Um, you know, we'll like we always ask, you know, if you had seen this, you know, on your own, would uh, would this have inspired you to watch more Ring of Honor TV in the future? I don't know. Kind of like
1: kind of the same as we said for last week's episode. There wasn't really a whole lot of story moving forward. Yeah. I mean, obviously, seeing Kevin's scene is great. Yeah. Carino and Jacobs are great in this role. But, you know, not a whole lot really moved ahead as far as
0: getting the stories moving or anything like that goes. Yeah. Well, like you mentioned last week, you're just kind of caught between a weird time. So. You know, I'm glad I watched it. So, I just hopefully, you know, they can pull the nose up and come down to Boiling Point. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to
1: see kind of what happens at Boiling Point and then what they do post-Boiling Point. Yeah. because At like that point, it's going to be out in the open that Kenny
0: King's not there anymore. Yeah, so they really do the tag team title. So, hopefully, they just don't put two contender. I don't know. Maybe do Tony's favorite and put a turn. You know, or
1: somebody wins the belts at Boiling Point, but the way they have TV set up, that All Night Express still has the titles for a while. Yeah, and people be like, "Oh, well, we watched the show where they these guys won the titles because the other guys not there anymore." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Will whatever it is, so it, it better be. I mean. I can't wait to log into my honor club to watch boiling point. Oh, that's right. That's right. I don't have a valid username and password to watch boiling point because Tony Khan likes to shit in my Cheerios and spoofy it to me.
0: Yeah. Do we know was it uh was Eric It th- was having problems with this too? Or was it Mike? I don't remember. Well, it's because Eric used his mind. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's so. so much... er- Eric was confirming that mine doesn't work.
0: Oh, that—that's funny. That I—I I did not realize that. Um, that's. Really... I haven't
1: heard. I haven't heard. Back, but it would be kind of funny if they canceled my account because they thought I was like hacked. Because it's like, wow, New Hampshire, and Toronto. <laughs> yeah, but it's like. I've got, like, no email. Like, I'm sure they're flooded with emails right now. Yeah. But it's
0: what it is, Tom. So.
1: Hopefully they figure this out soon.
0: Yeah, no shit. So, I mean, you know, otherwise I'm doing point by myself. So, I mean, I would never share my login information with anybody. Right. Nobody does. People, nobody would ever do that. <laughs> um, but on that note, Will, um, I know we just did two, we both had long weeks. Um, you got anything else before we pull a train the station?
1: Nope, just the one thing I'll, I'll put out there post this up on Twitter. Uh, you know, talking all about Chicago, Daniel Warren Johnson's do a powerbomb issue two was amazing. I did not see the twist at the end coming, hmm. so uh. Now I'm just frustrated I've gotta wait till I gotta wait a month to get issue three. And he's out Chicago, huh? He lives in Chicago. He goes to the AEW events and stuff like that. So I mean maybe he goes to an AEW. I don't know. He might. I'll ask Brown. Um, he uh he does streams every Friday where he just kinda of hangs out and does sketches and stuff like that. That's cool. Um, he does what they call, he's calling them director commentary videos for Do a Powerbomb, where he kind of goes like page by page, That's panel fun. by panel, goes kind of like, here's some changes, like here's how I originally had stuff laid out, here's stuff, here's what we decided to do. But uh, an update, because you know that I am, I have quite a few covers for volume one. I am now the owner of 12. Of the 13 covers for volume one, good work, Will. I just got a the last one's a doozy, like, I've only seen the one put up for sale, and it's uh, even the place that it was like it's branded for doesn't have it listed on their website, wow. so it's just a uh, constantly checking, waiting, and seeing. Like I'm surprised because I got one of the, the graded ones from a sale that were like there's like gold plating on the cover, it's already like boarded and sealed and graded and all that. None of those have been up on eBay. Because I you assume yeah something like that's gonna get flipped and people are gonna try to make money on it, but haven't been on eBay. So recommend do a power bomb if you have a local comic shop and they have there's like a micro comic he did called thank you liger it was very cool not a whole nothing really written it's all just artwork but it's supposed to be a match between liger and muda that's cool so it's very it's a very cool little thing to have Like I say like it's super small like it's a smaller booklet it's only like six pages but it's a very neat
0: little thing i was also able to acquire recently so Hmm. Nice work dude. So yeah, I might have to look into those. But um yeah, I mean if he's I'm in Chicago once in a while, so I'm, I'm gonna miss the impact tapings, but I will be at the next three, four AEW shows. So I
1: I know he is an AEW guy. He doesn't get like the, the fit the you know the, the fancy seats. Yeah. But he does go to AEW shows when they come to Chicago. Hmm.
0: Yeah, it'd be funny if actually we had no, you know, I said, yeah, we sat by each other, so.
1: Small world, Will, small, small world, so. Well, you ever go to an AEW show in Chicago, I'll keep, I'll keep track of where you're sitting, where I'm guessing he's sitting, with whatever pictures you post, but Tom,
0: somewhere over there. I mean, I, I was, I was at Forbidden Door, so. So was he. Yeah, so. Well, Will, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for, uh, for getting both of these recorded. Um, we can keep our streak alive, but uh, I will talk to you next week.
1: Enjoy your trip, Tom, and uh, hopefully it, everything goes smooth and neither of us hit our boiling point.
0: <laughs> On that note, high-fivers, we'll see you next week.